guest today is Noah Lenstra, an assistant professor of library and information science at the University of North Carolina in Greensboro. Noah studies and teaches about community engagement in libraries, and in 2016, he launched Let's Move in Libraries, an international initiative to get people of all ages and abilities moving in what is perhaps the least obvious space or physical activity. Noah, thank you very much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me, Richard. Happy to be here. Awesome. Noah, can you tell us a bit more about Let's Move in Libraries concept? What are the goals of the initiative and how did it come into being? Sure, happy to uh, expound uh, a bit on kind of the, the concept and how it came into being. Um, and really, it wasn't just one thing that led led the initiative to kind of uh, uh, come into being, but it was really a constellation of different things that really came together in summer 2016 that led to the start of this initiative. Um, uh, and the momentum had been building for a while. Um, and really, from even though I'm based here in North Carolina in the United States, um, from the very beginning, um, it's been very uh, involved with public libraries in Canada, um, with uh, Jen Carthen, who's the library director at the L.P. Fisher Library in Woodstock, uh, New Brunswick, um, being one of the first librarians that I worked with um, in getting this initiative off the ground, um, as she had been working for almost a decade prior to 2016, developing a website called Yoga in the Library. Um, and so Jen is kind of um, emblematic of kind of uh, what's becoming increasingly common among our librarians. Uh, she's a certified yoga instructor, and more and more we're seeing people with backgrounds um, in, in physical fitness, yoga, uh, Zumba, I mean, a wide variety of uh, physical activities coming into, into librarianship um, and really changing dramatically kind of what it means to be a librarian and what types of programs are being offered in libraries. Um, but a few other kind of things that led to Let's Move in Libraries um, coming uh into being. Uh, so here in the States, um, you may know that our former First Lady, Michelle Obama, she had a, a big campaign starting in 2010 called Let's Move. Um, and so she was really challenging different sectors of society to do more to promote physical activity. Um, and in fact, one of her big initiatives was to encourage museums uh, um, and children's museums in particular to step up to support uh, physical activity and nutrition. Uh, so as, uh, as the Obama presidency started to wind down, um, I thought there's a great opportunity to extend this initiative into libraries. Um, and so that's really where the, the, the idea, let's move in libraries, uh, came from kind of um, piggybacking on the great work that uh, Michelle Obama had been doing for the previous six years. Um, it also kind of drew upon kind of increasing evidence that public libraries were becoming spaces to uh, experiment with physical activity. Activity. So, for instance, um, in 2014, an American Library Association study found that over 20% of public libraries in the United States uh, had offered a fitness class of one sort or another during the previous year. Um, and in summer 2016, uh, which was the same year of the Summer Olympics uh, in, in Rio de Janeiro, um, 
something called the Collaborative Summer Library Program focused um, its programming advice around sports and exercise. Um, so in summer 2016, there was a huge explosion of active living programming um, taking place in libraries uh, across the country. Um, and, and finally, just uh, from the conversations that I was having with librarians, um, this topic of physical literacy and physical activity in libraries kept bubbling up over and over again. Um, and so I, I had lots of evidence that uh, a lot of activity was taking place, uh, but without anyone kind of paying uh, close attention to it um, at kind of the national or international level. Um, and as a result, librarians were trying a lot of new things, uh, forming new partnerships, um, but without any guidance uh, or, or kind of structure to help them figure out how to, how to branch out into this new area. Um, and so really the goal of Let's Move in Libraries is to prepare public librarians uh, to support active living uh, through programs and partnerships. Um, and so these are kind of the two, um, I guess you would say, foundations of the initiative, programs and partnerships. Um, and so libraries, uh, just to back up for a minute, uh, libraries are really reorienting their energies uh, from maintaining collections of books uh, to really becoming platforms for lifelong learning of all types. Um, and so we're really becoming the people's university, um, which was a core part of the public library ethos going back to the early years of the 20th century. Um, and so uh, we see that more and more libraries are becoming spaces that you go to to attend events and classes and programs, um, uh, even more so than, than to go to check out uh, books. Um, and so according to a 2018 study on voter perceptions of public libraries in the United States, uh, and this is a quote, um, significantly more voters today describe the library as a place that offers activities and entertainment you can't find anywhere else in the community. Um, and more believe this is an important role for a library. And so what that quote really testifies to is the fact that uh, the library today is becoming the space uh, for free opportunities to learn about uh, all kinds of different topics, whether it be technology, physical literacy, health, um, uh, uh, career readiness, uh, the, the list goes on and on. Um, and second, the second kind of pillar of the initiative is partnerships. Um, and so what I always tell people is that the library is not trying to compete or replace uh, any other institution. The library is really the natural partner um, to add value to anything else that may be happening in the community. Um, and I just want to share this wonderful quote uh, from Rebecca Smith-Aldrich, who's the director of the Mid-Hudson Library System in New York State. Um, and in her book, uh, Sustainable Thinking, and ensuring your library's future in an uncertain world, uh, Rebecca states, uh, and this is a quote, there are dozens of beacons out there, libraries doing it right, who are hardwired into their communities, truly working hand in hand with their neighbors to create a better world through library services. Our strength is an understanding of how things work who needs to work together to make things better, and the fact that our library is a platform for others to make good things happen. And that's the end of the quote. And so really the goal of Let's Move in Libraries is to help more libraries do it right in the sense of becoming hardwired into local efforts to increase physical literacy and active living. And so I know that's a, that's a lot of information, but that's kind of uh, 
hopefully it gives you a good sense of kind of uh, where, where, where this initiative has come from and where it uh, aspires to go. No, it really does. And uh, I mean, we're here to talk about physical, being physically active in libraries, but what you're talking about is a bigger movement, isn't it? Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's really about transforming libraries into cultural and community hubs, places where people go, uh, not just to get books, but to access many services, right? That's exactly right, Richard. Yeah, that's 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 definitely kind of the the big picture kind of um, that I think is the the appropriate lens uh, through which to kind of uh, understand what's happening in libraries uh, regarding physical literacy. I'm going to share a story. I grew up in. Uh, let's just say I had a challenging um, childhood, and there's two things that kept me going. The first thing was sport. Mm -hmm. uh, and the, the second thing was reading. So mm -hmm. for me, libraries were uh, a place where I found peace and quiet and salvation in some ways. But I got to say, when I think about my two passions of being active, you know, being involved in sport and reading in a library, it's hard to picture myself being, act, being really active in a library. Can you tell us, give our, 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 our listeners a, an example, some examples of what can, can be done in terms of being physically active in libraries? Yeah, no, I'd be happy to. And and, and I, I've definitely heard that a lot, kind of people uh, struggling to kind of understand exactly how this looks like. Um, and uh, it's a great question. Uh, it's also a little bit uh, difficult to answer in a very succinct fashion, uh, because really what, what I've been finding is that, uh, as I said, librarians are working creatively within their communities um, to kind of find and fill learning gaps uh, so since every community is unique, um, what happens in a given library will, will be different from what happens in another one. Um, but I thought I'd share kind of a, a very specific example to kind of illustrate kind of what's happening in libraries. Um, and so I want to share the story of the Lethbridge Public Library in Alberta, southern Alberta, um, and, and the librarian there, Lisa Weeks, um, who since 2014 has really championed the idea of promoting physical literacy um, in libraries. Um, so back in 2014, um, the Lethbridge Public Library Physical Literacy Project uh, began when librarians um, started working with community organizations around how to increase opportunities for healthy living. So when the library's community needs assessment, um, they noticed many community organizations were working on health and wellness. Um, and in the course of doing that needs assessment, they started working with a kinesiology professor at the University of Lethbridge um, who showed the library that there was a, a free play gap in Lethbridge. Uh, so there was plenty of organized sporting opportunities, um, but not enough opportunities for people to get together and engage in active, uh, semi-structured and, and free play um, in the community. And so the professor, kinesiology professor, introduced the concept of physical literacy to the library um, and really inspired the library to kind of get involved in promoting physical literacy. Um, and so to, to get started doing this, uh, the library invested $2,500 um, of its money in 2015 uh, to encourage physical activity uh, by developing physical literacy kits, uh, so kits that people could check out, um, integrating the libraries with the city's recreational spaces, um, and providing accessible equipment and instruction to allow children, youth, and families to be outdoors and physically active. Um, 
and so the kits are, are low-tech and easy to use. Um, items are kept in large Ziploc bags uh, and are cataloged as a kit, um, and each item is barcoded. Um, and so you can go to the library and check out uh, basketballs, baseball kits, uh, soccer balls, uh, skipping ropes, horseshoes, lawn darts, pickleball, um, and even fun things like rubber chickens and rubber pigs, um, which are, are great motivational throwing tools. Um, and so the library developed these kits, uh, but they also started integrating them into their programming. Um, and so you had asked kind of uh, about what this looks like in libraries. And so one of the programs that they started offered was something called Move and Play. Um, and so this was a program and, and is a program that the library offers for preschoolers uh, to participate in, in more structured physical activities. Um, and so preschoolers come to the library for these move and play programs um, and kind of get introductions to the equipment and, and their parents, caregivers get introductions as well. So they, they kind of know what to do with the kits. Um, and they, that what, interestingly enough, um, they've actually found that the kits have also helped uh, break down boundaries um, for people um, for whom English is a second language. Um, so they have uh, an ESL story time at the library, um, and they found that by in, uh, incorporating physical literacy into it, um, they actually made it more accessible for people um, who otherwise would have difficulty following along with the story uh, because it was in English and they didn't speak English fluently. Um, and so by having some uh, components of the story time where people tossed uh, balls back and forth, um, it broke down the intimidation uh, associated with being um, someone who doesn't speak the, the dominant language of the community um, by, by incorporating physical literacy into the story time. Um, and so just to kind of continue on this, uh, really interestingly, um, Lisa um, in 2017 actually le left the Lethbridge Library and became the manager of partnerships and community development um, at the Chinook Arch Regional Library System, uh, which serves 33 mostly small and rural libraries in southwest Alberta. Um, and, uh, and so in Lethbridge, uh, there were ample opportunities to engage in organized sports and physical activity, but uh, as Lisa moved out into the rural communities of southwest Alberta, she found that there really was um, very little opportunities for kind of even, there, uh, many of these communities don't have any recreation centers, for instance. Um, and so when I asked Lisa why it was important for libraries in small towns uh, to support physical literacy, um, she told me um, that you can only go to the McDonald's Fun Palace so many times before you start to lose your mind. Um, because literally in some of these communities, the McDonald's Fun Palace was the only place that you could go um, during the winter to kind of uh, engage in physical activity. So there was a huge, huge need in these rural communities um, for, for more opportunities to, to engage in physical activity. Um, so Lisa and her team in 2017 uh, successfully applied for a $7,500 grant um, from a, a, a local foundation um, focused on rural life um, uh, to develop uh, uh, recreational uh, opportunities uh, in, in the, the libraries. Um, and so they purchased uh, things like giant checkers, parachutes, uh, juggling scarves, uh, mini golf kits, um, and other physical literacy games uh, that could be checked out by uh, the 33 member libraries um, to offer kind of uh, structured physical activity programs um, 
to make make the libraries uh, another option for for families in these rural communities uh, to be to be physically active together. Um, and the program was so successful that Lisa and her team actually won um, an award in 2018 from Alberta's uh, Choose Well um, uh, and um, Healthy Community Award. Um, and let's see. Give me one second here. Uh, and I want to share just something from the press release that announced uh, the award. Um, so the press release states, um, uh, and I'm going to read a quote here, what do a library system in a fitness resource center have in common? The answer that may bring to mind is nothing but the successful partnership between Chinook Arch Regional Library and Lethbridge College's Be Fit for Life proves otherwise. These two org organizations share a passion for bringing active living opportunities to as many people as possible. As community hubs for activity and information, libraries strive to serve the communities to the best of their ability, says Lisa Weeks, Manager of Partnerships and Community Development for Chinook Arch. It is through unique collaborations that libraries are able to offer a wider variety of programming than they could on their own. The power of partnerships never fails to amaze me. Together, we are able to offer what neither organization could do on its own. And so that's just really an inspiring quote to me, and I think it really testifies to, to what's happening. Libraries um, partnering with uh, others to extend opportunities to uh, physical literacy and active living. Um, and just to kind of wrap up this answer, I've seen... Uh, 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 just uh, an enormous heterogeneity of programs. Uh, I've seen libraries that have offered introductions to CrossFit, parkour, capoeira, jazzercise, ballet, skateboarding, bicycling, snowshoeing, and countless other forms of moving. Um, Nora Armstrong of the Cumberland County Public Library here in Fayetteville, North Carolina, told me she's willing to try almost anything once. Um, and I would challenge someone to come up with a form of physical activity that a library has not offered somewhere in North America. And my guess is as soon as one is discovered, some librarian somewhere would want to try it out. And so that's that's kind of what, yeah, so I think it's just very, very varied, but hopefully that gives you a sense of what's what's happening in libraries. Absolutely, no. I, I, you know, what what I really like about this approach is that you, you don't, you open up what the libraries can do. Uh, you go beyond the comfort zone and you start with people's needs, really. Mm -hmm. And the, the reality we all know is that people must move. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're born to move. If we don't move, things go wrong. We must move to be healthy intellectually, physically, emotionally, socially. So that's what I really like about this approach. And the other thing that really strikes me in, in this movement is that, and I'll go back to what you said about Michelle Obama, she challenged different sector of our communities to get involved in getting kids moving and getting people moving. And, and I really think that's the approach. Um, I, I'm going to ask you one last question that's, that came to us. Uh, we had some comments from some, we, we published articles in Active for Life on this concept of using the library as a hub to, to distribute, uh, for example, physical literacy uh, activity cards. And mm -hmm. um, someone challenged us and said, 
why the library? Why don't we use our our, our recs and our recreation centers, our our sporting venues to do this? So, what would be your response to that? Yeah, so I think that's a great question, um, and I think a lot about this. Um, and I think my first response is, um, why does it have to be an either-or equation? Um, because here in here in the U.S., um, at least, um, so we have uh, in the states something called a National Physical Activity Plan. Um, and if you look at that National Physical Activity Plan, what's remarkable about it um, is that it really uh, breaks down the plan into a number of different sectors. So, of course, uh, part of the, the sector breakdown um, includes things like recreation centers and sports clubs, um, but it also chooses, it also includes workplaces. Um, and perhaps most uh, relevant to this conversation is that there's an entire section of the plan focused on faith-based institutions uh, or in other words, churches. Um, so here in the States, uh, churches, uh, religious institutions are a core component of our national physical activity plan. Um, and I think that really testifies to the fact that policymakers are really discovering that um, to, to really get people moving, um, uh, it's not enough for one, one institution to be re responsible for it. It has to be a distributed effort um, uh, in which uh, different, different institutions really come together um, uh, to, to, to make a difference. Um, and so I think that's the, that would be, that would be my, my response. Um, and the other thing that I would say is that uh, I get a lot of inspiration from the, the physical activity campaign that was launched uh, last year by the World Health, World Health Organization. Uh, and the name of that campaign is called Let's Be Active, Everyone, Everywhere, Every Day. And so that second word, everywhere, um, is very inspiring. I mean, that, that again implies that uh, it's not enough. Uh, I mean, I think recreation centers and, and sporting clubs are immensely important. Um, but if, if we're, if we're uh, expecting them by themselves to, to fix this problem, I think we're, we're not going to succeed. Um, and policymakers have shown us that uh, that's not really... Uh, a viable approach, um, and that's why we're asking uh, institutions like churches, museums, um, and libraries, uh, among others, to step up to do more to support active living. Um, uh, and the other thing that I would say is that um, I don't, and I hear this sometimes, especially with our, our parks and recreation agencies here in the U.S., sometimes there can be a perception that the library is encro en encroaching on, on the parks and recreation sector, um, whereas uh, I think it's, uh, it's much more helpful to, to think of it as an opportunity for partnership. Um, and so one of the trends that I've been following is that there's a huge effort right now for libraries to check out passes to YMCAs. Um, so in, in dozens of communities across the country, you can go to your library and get a free pass to the YMCA. Um, and that way you can try out the YMCA and get exposed to it uh, and get familiar with it and, and, and then uh, hopefully um, purchase a membership and make it a part of your, your family life. Uh, but until you get that initial access, um, uh, you're not. You're going to be less inclined to, to utilize it, um, and so I think there's just uh, yeah. I, I hear sometimes that this I, this perception of of competition or encroachment, but I just think that's not the, in my opinion, that's not the right attitude to take to this question. 
Well, um, you know, I'll sum up what, the essence of what we talked about today. It really takes a village to, to yeah. raise physically uh, literate and physically active children and uh and not just children, the entire community. So, so no, I really want to thank you for taking the time to talk with us today. Um, I know this this has given you know me a whole different perspective on libraries and physical activity programming. Uh, and, and I think uh, our listeners will. Uh, I'm hoping our listeners will take away good ideas and they'll go to their own libraries and, and, and ask for such program in their local libraries. So, Noah, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you so much, Richard. Um, and I just like to add that if um, my my door is always open to anyone, so if any any listener wants to reach out to me with any questions, um, I'm more than happy to uh, follow up with anyone. Okay, and you want to share with us the uh, the the, the website for Let's Move oh, yeah. Libraries? Thank you. My apologies for neglecting that, Richard. Uh, so if you uh, want to visit it, it's just www.letsmovelibraries.org. Awesome. So thank you very much, Noah. Yeah, thank you. You've been listening to the Active for Life podcast. Be sure to visit active.com for article, activities, and resources to help children stay active and be sure to check out our other podcasts as we continue our conversation with the brightest minds in the world of physical literacy. Thank you.